Welcome in to the Moving in Norfolk podcast. Today, we're going to be breaking down a whole lot of information dealing with the VA loan. For those who don't know what that is, that's the Veterans of Affairs loan for military personnel who have served our uh, military force in the United States, where they actually have a fundamental loan that actually helps them get into a as a loan product to get into a mortgage any time of the day. I'm your host, Craig Houston. And today with me is one of my favorite lenders in the game with me today is going to be Oscar Avila. Oscar, welcome in, baby. How you doing? Oh, thank you, Craig. That was a good introduction. No, and I just want to say that I think you did a fantastic job whenever it came to helping out um, the buyer buy a property. I think uh, you did a really great job structuring the deal. And um, not a lot of people can actually, you know, do what you do. So I'm kind of happy to talk about it. So let's do it. You know, I'm glad to say that, too, um, to hear that from you, Oscar. But I was like kind of done without you as well, too. Uh, you and the VA Wholesale Mortgage Team, y'all did a great job in making sure that we got this deal done immediately. Um, for those who are used to seeing the Moving the Norfolk podcast sitting on remote, on site, we are now in the at Coastal Realty office, so we are on site together so we can get these conversations in person together. Uh, one of the main things that we like to actually make sure that we, people understand about what we do as real estate agents and as mortgage lenders is that we're in a game of service to. Uh, it may not be no secret if you've been watching the movie The Norfolk Podcast for a while that me and Oscar both was in the military. Um, we basically know the ins and outs of how people struggle with the military day to days, but sometimes the unique perspective that military personnel have is just simply that we have products that people don't actually have the exclusivity to like we do. So, and the VA loan is one of those uh, products. So let's just recap a little bit for the people at home who don't know a lot about the VA loan process, what that looks like for a military service member. Yeah, so the VA loans, it's a, you know, a loan administered by the Veteran Affairs. Um, the great thing about the VA loan is a 0% down program. Um, so it's mostly for active duty, veterans, surviving spouses. And in some cases, if you're a reservist and you, you, could, you could potentially qualify for the loan as well, even if you're a National Guard, too. So it's, it's a great pro program out there to help, you know, uh, active duty and veterans. Absolutely. So when, when when you say zero money down, why is that so significant versus the other mortgage loan types? Yeah, especially if you're a first time home buyer, um, a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, misconception out there that you need 20 percent down to purchase a home. And that's not the case. And if you're active duty and a veteran, um, there's a lot of uh, first-time homebuyer programs out there, like the FHA loan, where you need 3.5% or a 3% conventional. But if you're active duty and you qualify, and or a veteran and you qualify, you can use the VA loan for the 0% down program. So it's, it's great. It's just great. So now, one of the misconceptions that a lot of times I get phone calls from, from clients or from buyers that are in the VA loan packaging for some of the uh, pre-approvals that we see that come across the board, is a lot of them think, that zero money downs means they don't have to bring closing costs to the table. Have you, do you see that often? Yeah. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a big thing out there too. You know, uh, our, our roles in this, uh, the industry, the mortgage industry, the real estate industry is to like educate people too. Cause a lot of people just talk about the down payment of a home and they don't really go into the closing costs of the home. So I have a lot of buyer consultations and they're like, what's closing cost? So it's kind of our roles to kind of educate them too. But closing costs is just a whole bunch of fees associated with title, you know, homeowners insurance and origination fees as well that some lenders have. But most of the time, it's just a ballpark number of like three, three percent is a good rule of thumb to have out there just so people can understand what to expect whenever they purchase a home. So it's safe to say that you may not have to put the 20 percent down when it comes to using the VA loan. But one of the things that people do still need to understand is that 
if you're going to be using the VA loan type, you may still need to have money to come to the closing table with to close the deal with. Yeah, that is right. Yeah. So if you're, you know, if you're active duty or a veteran and you're thinking about using your VA loan and just don't just know you got to have money in the bank for that closing cost. But there but there's avenues around it, too. You know, we could get lenders credit or even, you know, uh, kind of negotiate that with the sell the listing agent. And we're going to talk about that more. But um, yeah, just just keep in the back of your mind. You need that three percent if you want to go ahead and just go that route, too. And do you think that is even more advantageous to deal with um, a realtor who knows more so in the ins and out of the VA loan process as well on the lending side that makes it a little bit easier for you? Yeah, most definitely, because I I feel like nowadays, especially in this market, um, the Hampton Roads area, um, it's just kind of difficult with the low inventory. A lot of a lot of agents don't know how to kind of present an offer to try to negotiate that three percent. Because I, I come across situations where I get people pre-approved and then I ask the real estate agent, the realtor, I was like, hey, do you think you can negotiate closing costs? And they're like, no. So why do you think they say that? Or do you think they're because it's the myth out there in the, uh, in the marketplace that the VA loan is one of the worst loan products for mortgages? So I, I think yes. And I think it also has to do with, um, I guess, the not the lack of creativity, but also, I guess, the confidence in the agent themselves, you know, because I can see being a real estate agent or a realtor, I'm not one, I'm a mortgage broker. Um, if I'm going to go ahead and negotiate, you know, with the listing agent to get that closing cost negotiated, I can see where that can kind of be kind of nerve wracking to some people. And, um, but I think you just got to find ways around it and kind of be creative on how to present your offer so you can get that done too. So I think when we get into this conversation today, we, a lot of the audience is going to find that we was in a unique situation where we had a, a well-qualified buyer, but we still was able to negotiate a lot of things for this well-qualified buyer, which may lead to more opportunity for us to work with this buyer again. Oh yeah. So, but at the end of the day, do you think that the misconception of either the conventional loan FHA product or the VA loan, which one would you say is the best loan product to use in the mortgage industry? For me, I would say the VA loan. I mean, I'm biased because I'm a, you know, Navy veteran. Got you. So um, that's fair. That's fair. No, I think actually it is. I think it's one of the best products out there because you don't have to deal with PMI. Okay. Right. So let's explain to the people what PMI is. So PMI is private mortgage insurance. And that's usually you have PMI on a loan whenever you put less than 20% down. So if you do a 3% conventional or a 3.5% FHA loan, you're going to have PMI, and that's going to increase your monthly payment. And depending on what your credit score is, um, it could be pretty high. So the VA loan, the great thing about that is you don't have to pay PMI, and it lowers your monthly payment. So it's, it's a great thing. Okay, so what about those who are like, okay, what's up with this funding fee? Like, let's talk about the funding fee a little bit here because I know some people say, yeah, the conventional loan or the FHA, yeah, they have private mortgage insurance, but the VA loan has a funding fee. Now let's break down what this funding fee is. And then is there ways around a service member or a veteran, I should say in this case, not to be able to pay the funding fee? Yeah, so the funding fee is the portion that the VA, uh, the, v, the Veterans Affairs kind of guarantees, right? They, uh, they put some skin in the game as well. So that's why there's that funding fee. I mean, there's ways around it. You can, um, fi- a lot of, what a lot of people do is they finance the funding fee. That's why it's a 0% down program. Gotcha. You can go ahead and not finance it, but then again, you're, it's going to go into your closing costs, right? So it's going to be, you know, um, more money at the closing table. But what everybody does is they finance the funding fee. And if you're a, you know, a disabled veteran, 
you're exempt from that funding fee as long as you're ten percent disabled. You don't you don't we don't have to include that into the loan. So it's going to lower you know the loan amount and your monthly payment. But when you're talking about a funding fee, it shouldn't really affect your monthly payment too much. Got you, got you. Okay, so. Let's break down. Um, obviously, there are some tiers of the funding fee. We'll get into those conversations here as we continue on with the Moving the Norfolk podcast. Because one of the things that I think about is that we can we can go over the VA uh, loan process all day long. We just want to give you the generalities of it so you kind of understand where we're shaping this conversation uh, to go. So, like for the people who are keeping score at home, um, we actually had a, a, a li- I had a listing in in Portsmouth, Virginia. And we actually got that listing completed within seven days on the market. And then we actually got that whole process done. The client received over asking, got it done in seven days, no closing costs out of pocket for the buyer. They didn't have to get no seller concessions to help the buyer close the deal. And when we landed that deal, what happened next was that that same seller referred me to the buyer that we're dealing with in this situation. So when we came across this buyer, this buyer, that's the background of this buyer is they had a home that they're, they're renting as uh, an investment property in Maryland. And they had a home that they was living in, in Virginia beach, but they wanted to actually get another property using their VA loan entitlement. Now, one of the misconceptions that a lot of people are unaware of is that you don't only get a one hit or quitter on the VA loan. Is that correct? No, that is correct. You can you can have multiple properties under your, your VA loan as long as you have the entitlement, you know, for the VA loan. And um, every area is different. If you live in a high-cost area, it's a lot different than, you know, the Hampton Roads area. But, um, yeah, that's what we were able to do. Okay, so let's break down why that's important to note. Okay, so if I am a, a veteran and I use $300,000 of my loan for my, my first property on a VA loan, how much entitlement do I have left? Or is there a formula, something that we have to work through? Yeah, so there is a formula. It doesn't go by off sale price. Gotcha. It's, it's based off how much entitlement has been charged against you, right? Um, so what you, we have to do is calculate, well, not calculate, we'll take your COE, we'll pull your COE, and it's going to show. What's the COE? Let's talk about what that is. Make yeah. sure for the people at home paying attention in the back. So COE, right, so uh, it's a certificate of eligibility, and it's only for, like, active duty, veterans, reservists, um, maybe people in the National Guard, too. Um, it's, just a, it's just a document to show that you're, you know, eligible to use your VA loan, and it'll show you how much entitlement you have left over to use. Or if you're a disabled veteran, it shows your disability compensation on there as well. So um, that's how we uh, kind of verify that you're eligible to use your VA loan. But, um, yeah, so... Basically, we'll just see how much has been charged, and then there's a formula that we do, right? So we multiply that kind of by by four in order for us to kind of get a, you know, a right calculation on how to calculate your uh, eligibility. eligibility. Okay, so in this situation, our client had um, basically had eligibility left over, and then our client actually had enough money in the bank to where I guess the, one of the things that we need to make sure that's explained here with that uh, that percentage of what's left over of your eligibility, it may require a down payment if it go if the house that you're looking to purchase is over the remaining eligibility, right? No, that is right. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I got like a quick example that I wrote down earlier, if that's okay. If okay, we're sure that. hey, break it down for us, big dog. Yeah, so um, like in Hampton Roads, right? The um, the, the VA for the VA loan is 700, the conforming limit, right? Seven thousand. Okay. So hold on, let's slow down. Cause we're, cause you're going to be dropping some, <laughs> some game on people now. And I know people are going to be like, what did he just say? So let's, let's slow it down just a little bit more. Okay. 
let's talk about what is a conforming limit first. Right. So for the conforming limit, uh, meaning um, that's that's as much money that you can use like for your VA loan in the Hampton Roads area. So the limit here is seven hundred and twenty six thousand two hundred. Right. So when you ever when you divide that number by four, you get a number of one hundred and eighty one thousand five hundred. OK, that's how much um, entitlement um, that you can use. Right. So what you have to do, right. So let's let's say this buyer, they, they used two hundred and nine thousand seven hundred and twenty on their VA on their VA loan on their mortgage. OK, so we divide that number by four. Right. It's going to give us sixty four thousand nine hundred and five dollars. Right. So we're going to subtract those two entitlements, 181 minus 64,000. And it's going to give us $116,595. Right. And now why is that important? So that right there is your remaining entitlement. OK, got you. VA loan. Got you. So in order to find how much of a loan amount they can take out. Right. We're going to have to multiply that number by four. OK. So once we multiply that number by four, you're going to get a loan amount of four hundred thousand six hundred. Four hundred and sixty-six thousand three hundred and eighty. Okay, so now why that's important is because without putting no money down, uh, the that service member could go and get another mortgage for that amount. Yep, that's right. Okay, for the four hundred and sixty-six thousand. Yeah, for the four hundred and sixty-six thousand, they can do a zero percent down VA loan, right? Vices, if they were to do a FHA loan or a conventional loan, they would have to put three and a half to five percent down yep. at a minimum. Yep, that's right. And um, let's say the bar, you know, the borrower wants to go up and uh, purchase a, a a home that's worth five hundred thousand dollars, right? Okay. But they only have, you know, entitlement to go up to four hundred and sixty-six thousand. What you could do, right? So you can actually still finance up to that four hundred thousand dollars, but you just got to put a small down payment. So in order for you to calculate that, right, all you have to do is just subtract. That five hundred thousand versus the remaining entitlement you have loan amount, and then you're just gonna you know divide that number by four. Okay. Because the VA will only guarantee twenty five percent. Right now, why now that is important to note because a lot of people think that if uh, the VA loan is actually giving to them and they're using it, they think that the VA is on the hook for the entire purchase price. Nope, that's wrong. But they're only on the hook for 25%. Yeah. And the reason why that's important is because only 25% of your entitlement is always tied up at a, at a, any given time, right? Yep, that is right. Okay, so let's keep on going. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, that was pretty much it. I mean, the so down no, what's payment, the yeah, what's this? Yeah, you're supposed to tell us what the down payment is yeah, for that. So, the down payment for, uh, you know, if you want to go, let's say this person has um, remaining loan entitlement for 466000 and they want to purchase a $500,000 home. The down payment on that home is going to be $8,405. So can you say that for the audience again? It's going to be $8,405. Okay, so if they went in, I just did a, a rough calculation on a conventional loan for if they was to do the same $466,000 that we just said they was actually approved to do on a 5% basis, right? 5% down payment is $23,000. That is significantly lower than the $23,000 they had to bring to the table for down payment yeah. on a 466,000 conventional loan. Yeah. It's a, it's a kind of, a, it's a crazy tool to have. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people, um, when we, we had this buyer come to us, I know she was trying to, she was pre-approved with another loan officer at first. Right. Right. And, um, she was just hit a roadblock. She got only pre-approved to what, like $200,000. Right. Yeah. And so that's, 
And I think that's so to me, I think that's experience. Um, I honestly like honestly, like I said, there was a referral. So when I got it as a referral, they was already working with a lender. And, you know, like as a realtor, you don't want to rock the boat. You want to build a relationship with people because this industry is all about relationships. So it's kind of weird um, not to like, you know, uh, talk negatively about someone or anything of that sort. But it was kind of weird where it the, not only was the process taking forever, but the process also limited them to what they thought they could purchase which is really weird. So that's why I think that goes where it comes back down to experience in dealing with the VA loans. And then also as a service member, understanding the, the, how the entitlement works for VA loans. Now in this situation, there was a thing with taxes, tax returns was a situation. So it's yeah. about the calculations, about the tax returns, which is your lane. Um, I think that somewhat played a difficult role for other lenders in this situation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she, I mean, she was receiving rental income from her two other, uh, well, from one property, and then she was going to depart um, this property. So I could see why the tax returns kind of kind of held him up. But, I mean, that's as a service member, you know, active duty veteran, reservist, if you're in the market to buy a home, I would just go ahead and uh, make, make sure you kind of do your research on what company you're going to, you know, get pre-approved, uh, pre-approved at um, because some loan officer might not know how to calculate your the, your remaining entitlement or bonus entitlement even. Um, they might not know that you can depart your, you know, primary residence and offset that mortgage. They don't, they probably don't know that. And maybe that's why that, you know, that loan officer um, kind of was, you know, taking his time on it because maybe he just didn't know the answers. Right. <laughs> and I mean, like at the end of the day, I think what's, what's most important is that we took care of not only the service member, but we also made sure the service member realized that we had their best interest in heart and was not, you know, out here just worried about getting paid off a transaction, which is the, that's what a lot of people are misconstrued about in this business. They think this business is all uh, glitz and glamour where you have the, you know, you only get to stand in front of the house, take a picture, you know, with a family, and put a sign in the yard when it comes down to it. But really and truly it comes down to being servitude and helping people, you know, with through unique challenges. And this was a unique challenge. No, it was. Um, what I like to always say is like, we have like fiduciary duties, you know, uh, we always have the client's best interest at heart. Um, even if it's going to be a hundred thousand dollar purchase price or, you know, a 500,000, 900,000, we, I treat everybody the same. And I, I believe you treat everybody the same. Absolutely. Too. Um, but um, no, it was a it was a really unique situation, and um, the craziest part about it too was just that uh, that that excitement that she had at the closing table, you know, um, being able to receive she received those checks in the mail um, for purchasing a home, which is kind of crazy. Right. So let's let's break down what what we're talking about here, folks. I know a lot of y'all are like okay, so y'all breaking this down for us, y'all telling us all the good the the things about the VA loan, um, and we're we're hearing you. Okay, so basically. Uh, we we walked into a deal where we was able to not only so let's let me just set the stage okay so the home was purchased at X amount right I mean all of it's public record so we could be very candid at this point but either way so let's just talk about it so the home was listed at four fifty but me being in the market with their pre approval she was approved all the way up to I want to say four eighty I want to say or, or four sixty six or maybe in the case or something like that or whatever right. Either way, it doesn't even matter what the pre-approval was. At the end of the day, what happened was I, I analyzed the market in the area, saw that there was a, a recent sale in the neighborhood, in the same vicinity of the neighborhood, probably like five doors down. Um, and the house was a little bit, our, the house that she was looking at was actually a little bit bigger in size than the other house. So as a, as a reasonable comp, 
it was $10,000 more. So I was like, okay, so look, this is what we could do if you don't want to spend no money out of pocket for closing costs. We could give the seller 460 and request 3% seller's closing costs. Um, and, you know, I said, what's the worst case scenario that happens? They tell us no, but you still want the house. And then we still go ahead and obtain the house through ratification if they want to counter us on the whole situation. Well, you know, sellers, they get the, they, they're motivated and they agree to the terms that we actually lay outline in the deal. So now what's interesting about this whole situation is, is that now turning it back over to the closing table, you as the lender, you start to see that this whole thing is working out to where you can't even utilize all the money. Yeah. So that's one in the, in the seller's closing concessions. Yeah. So that was one hiccup. Um, right before the closing table, when we kind of started finalizing all the numbers, um, Craig did a really good job at presenting the offer and getting, you know, those seller concessions. But the thing, the thing that we ran into, um, she was just getting way too much money at the closing table. Absolutely. So we had, we had excess, we had excessive funds. Now, why is that? Now, why is that a problem? Why is someone having excessive funds at the closing table a problem? I mean, it's not a problem for the uh, for the buyer. Okay, not at all. Because um, it was a it was a problem before we got to the closing table. So something. So we were. It, it wasn't the loan wasn't going to get you know approved because we had excessive funds. So we had to use those excessive funds to even buy down at her rate. And the good thing about that, it lowered her monthly payment and she got a lower interest rate. Okay, so and when we say buying down the rate, basically you apply funds to the interest rate to get it down even lower. Yeah, and that way we can go ahead and still proceed to the closing table. Now, for the folks at home, we're not talking about somebody with a rough credit score. No, no rough credit score at all. And she was still able to use seller concessions to buy down her interest rate even lower than what the minimum requirement would have been for the interest rate at the time in this market. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so she yeah, she got so the the funds that we used was fifteen hundred bucks. That's how much funds we were able to use to buy down her rate and you know still proceed to the closing table. And she still got even more money at the closing table, which is insane. Which is insane <laughs> because, like we said, this is a person who doesn't have credit problems, right? She had no credit problems. She had no money problems. She had money in the bank, right? <laughs> and, and, and the lenders had to pay off debt for her that she had as rotating as revolving in, uh, credit. Yeah, and that's the that was that was the thing that blew me away. It's like we're paying off, paying off some debt that she probably is not worried about. You know, just knowing her, she's not worried about that debt. But cool, she gets that, and she got something else too, Craig. What is did she get? She got a check. Oh, at the closing table, yeah, yeah, like money back in 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 her pocket. Yeah. So (laughs) she put her earnest money down and then got a portion of her earnest money back at the closing table. Yeah. Which is which is. In this market, in this market, how many people in your office are seeing deals like that coming across the market? Coming across the market, I mean, in this day and age, probably not not too many. But uh, you just got to be creative with it too, because um, I mean, I'm I'm working with one right now that we're gonna, you know, I mean, he's probably not gonna bring any money to the closing table, but still. Um, if you're in a situation like that, that's a good situation to be in. That's a great situation to be in. Yeah. Like we went, like when I talk to people about this whole situation who work in my office, there, you know, we're seeing uh, strategies being applied each and every day um, to get to a level where that uh, becomes a success story 
But the real interesting thing about it is that a lot of times people say they ain't seen those type of uh, deals being brokered since the pandemic started. Wow. And then like for us to start to be in that type of market, it kind of gives me hope that we're still seeing uh, opportunity for people to purchase, but people just have to understand the unique responsibilities that it is important to understand who you're working with so they can actually help you navigate this market and get you into deals that actually make sense. Would you agree? No, no, I totally agree 100% because, um, I mean, I come across industry pro professionals like on a daily basis. And um, the one thing about, like I said earlier, like I asked people, like, hey, can you negotiate closing costs? And they're like, no, not in this market. And I'm just like, well, it's possible. Because I did this, um, you know, a week ago. Right. You know, why, right. why are you told me it's not possible? Right. And so, but <laughs> but I do think it is a unique perspective to have as um, as professionals in this market now as, with, like I said, not only with the military background, but for myself, I've experienced the same thing that we would help this client get through when I purchased my house in 2014 in California. I walked into that bad boy and went to the mailbox and got a check back in the mail, <laughs> just the same way that she did. So did I do, do I know that that's something that can happen? Yes. Have I experienced it? Yes. So does it give me reliability on understanding what it is in the marketplace? Now, every deal, I guess the unique perspective is that you have to understand that every deal won't be able to close that way. But you have to be able to be unique in, in not only identifying the right property that fits the family. And a lot of times, I think what we get into it in our, as a market now, um, and you can tell me if uh, – how you feel about it is that we uh, you usually now get home buyers who are thinking about buying their forever home because of how high the interest rates are versus looking at it, how this could be just a step in the right direction to get into that forever home. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, we come, we come across it on a daily basis. It's like, Oh, um, you know, 20, I mean, 23, 24 year old. Um, it's like, Oh, I want to buy this home. And it's like five, $600,000. I'm like, Oh wow. That's a lot of money. Um, but, you know, they get upset when they can't get pre-approved that much, but. But here's the reason. So I hate to interrupt you, but the reason why is because they listening to their friends who was purchasing yeah. in 2020, 2021, early 2022, when the interest rates were two to 3%. Yeah. And then they spiked so much. We basically seen them double. And now we're dealing with people who can't, who are basically a qualifying for half of what they friends was purchasing three years ago at the most. Yeah, no, um. No, totally. I mean, I think it, it, there's a lot of factors, too. I think social media plays a huge factor. Okay, yeah, TikTok um, does yeah, play a role. TikTok, you see all the influencers. In this this is going to be on TikTok, by the way. Yeah, so. yeah it's going to be on TikTok. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I could see it happen where a lot of people want to go straight to the forever home. But um, you got to start somewhere, you know. I remember when I bought my fir my duplex when I was, uh, I was 23 at the time. 22 or 23, I forgot how old I was. But um, I was pre-approved up to like four hundred thousand dollars, but I didn't, I didn't. You didn't spend all of it. I didn't spend all of it. I just bought a place that was like two hundred and fifty, you know, because I knew, I knew for, I didn't want to overextend myself. Right. Yeah. So I think that's the the thing you got to look at too. You don't want to overextend yourself, especially when you're so young. You don't want to be uh, penny pinching on your monthly payment on and put yourself in a in a unique situation at early age. Yeah. Right. So now let's look, here's another unique perspective about this situation is, is that, you know, if you're you know, one of the things to consider, too, if you are a veteran and you are uh, out of the military and you have received a, a full 100 percent service connected permanent total disability rating from the Veterans of Affairs in Virginia, you're exempt from property taxes in your in your local county. Oh yeah, yeah. We we forgot to mention that. Yeah, and that's the thing too with the buyer too. She was exempt from the from the get go. You know, 
we didn't have to include property taxes in her, uh, you know, pre-approval. So her debt to income ratio was a lot lower and she was able to get pre-approved for more. So like, I, I mean, like I, I know people who are, you know, service connected, 100% permanent total. And they're seeing a, an exemption in, in, in Virginia in, in the Hampton Roads area. We're talking about that's significant because it can be somewhere between 300 to $500 a month and no, in, in no payment. Especially, yeah, depending on what purchase price, that's a, that's a game changer. That is a huge game yeah. changer. It makes you, it gives you more buying power on the front end now that you can exempt it on the, um, on the front end of the yeah. loan. Like previously beforehand, um, they was before the bill was signed mm-hmm. in Virginia, there was, uh, you had to go through the whole uh, pre-approval process with, with it being calculated in and then on the back end after you completed it, you know, you was able to file it, had the exemption put in, but now you can do it on the front end, right? Yeah, no, that is right. It got, it got passed, um. I mean, it's kind of crazy because VA Wholesale, we were a supporter in that bill, right? Okay. We were, like, along the side every way on that bill. But um, I forgot what date it was, you know, it was passed. It was, like, in July or something yeah. like that. But it was not too long ago. So it's it's great. It's great now if you're 100% disabled, you know, permanent total. I would go ahead and see, um, you know, what you could qualify for. Um, maybe maybe that's put a lot of people on the back burner, you know, property taxes. Maybe, right. Maybe that kind of affected their DTI and they couldn't qualify for the home they really wanted. So, yeah, good thing to have. Yeah, I think I think I mean there are so many significant um, wins with this. Uh, would have been a, a member of the armed forces who can utilize the benefit of the Veterans of Affairs loan product for purchasing a mortgage, and that's just one of the tools that's in the tool belt now that we have seen now like i said before i always want to just say every deal don't work out the same every situation is unique um, especially if it's a hot product sometimes you got to get very creative in how you're going to get things done and that's one of the things that we just like to make sure that we uh talk about here is a little bit is that we want to make sure that you understand not only are you getting the the best opportunities of working with you know people who are going to have your best um your 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 best benefits in in front in the forefront but also people who are willing to you know go the extra mile to make sure that things are going to happen for you and then giving you the opportunity to see skills at at use and then seeing skills and aptitude but then also excelling at least putting you in a situation where you can start building that generational wealth because one of the main things that came out of this whole conversation uh, at the closing table was oh now we want to go back and get a, a duplex now now they're Talking about multifamily, they're looking to expand their reach. And I think that is something that has given them, you know, a different appreciation for what they are able to do with the, the loan product that they had at their disposal. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that's, and yeah, the VA loan set her up to do that because she didn't have to bring no money down, right? She didn't have to spend no money at the close, you know, at the closing table. So she could use the funds that she does have on investment properties. So. Right. And now that same 25% that we was talking about on on a $466,000 home which was what well, the 5% was for was 23,000. Imagine you times that by 5, we can be talking about a $100,000 down payment on a on a multifamily property depends on the price range, but if it's actually cheaper than that, we're not even talking about that number either. We could be talking about 50,000, 35, 40,000. But that's money that you don't have to put in the front in the forefront that you didn't have to use on your primary residence that you now can maybe even cash flow a product where it's going to come back to you tenfold in in a few years yeah no yeah that's um that that's something super cool that she wants to do so i'm kind of happy for her hopefully uh she reaches out to us here soon about it but um no that's uh 
yeah, that's that's the greatest thing about the VA loan, uh, 0% down. I mean, you can do it too if you want to go into the multifamily space and you want to, you know, buy a duplex and use that as your primary residence. You can do that too, but um, no, it, it was great on her that she was able to, you know, save on the primary residence and she's ready to go on to the next thing at the investment property right so th i think the message is for our young investors who because i get phone calls from young military investors all the time talking about i need to invest in something and every time we talk about it all, every single one of them a, a duplex triplex quadplex right it, it's never a single family dwelling for the most part when i talk to a young service member it's usually uh, one of the, the the two three or four plexes or whatever right so to me i think this is an important message to hear is that you know the VA loan product gives you the opportunity to do so much more and with so much less, right? And if you don't utilize it throughout your career, you're, you could be putting yourself in a situation where you're going to regret it later, right? I mean, if you just listening to Oscar, young service member who got out of, the, out of the Navy, but he has his own duplex, he's renting out one side, you're living in the other side. Oh, yeah. We call that house hacking. And you are seeing that, you know, be a benefit to you now. But when you decide to move out of there, you can move into a single family. If you ever decide to, right, you move into a single family, you can put another tenant in the other one. Now it's cash flow in itself, yeah. and you're still having your own primary residence. Yeah, and that's the goal. Um, that's the goal. Um, my goal is to eventually move out of there, and then uh, wherever I go next, um, the cash flow is going to offset either if I decide to rent somewhere nice or just go buy a primary residence. That that cash flow is going to offset my mortgage payment. So. I'll be still kind of living for free. <laughs> and the, and one of the general secrets that I love about this area is that military is always coming here no matter what the situation is. And I mean, you got to just realize that if you are an investor and you are in this local market, military personnel are always coming here. And it's, unfortunately, all of them can't afford to purchase. Unfortunately, I mean, I would, I would think that hopefully one day we will see all of them at least be homeowners. But for the most part, all of them can't purchase. So they need somewhere to rent, right, realistically. And then if you are one of those service members who owns the investment property, now you're starting to see your your income start to balloon a lot more because you're able to rent to fellow service members. And for the most part, I think the only people in our in our in our economy at this point in time who got job security is our military service members. Yeah, that is true. I mean, <laughs> honestly, they're gonna get paid on the first and the fifteenth. And I'm not saying that like as thinking about it in a predatory sense, but think about it in a sense of an investor. You wanna make sure you always gonna get paid. So who's gonna always be able to pay you? Yeah, the military. Right. So and that's just to me a, one of those things about this whole unique dynamic that we put together today to just talk about the situation. So we're going to have more conversations um, like this overall. We're just going to be breaking down deals, breaking down things that we're seeing in the market and just talking about a lot of things that are unique, not only to moving in our folk, but just giving you an idea about how different things that you can utilize at your disposal as we come across them. And we learn new tips and tricks to bring you each and every day in, in the trenches of real estate. So, Oscar, I always want to thank you for being out here again, man, for the VA Wholesale Mortgage Team. They got a real one on their team. Oh, thank and you, I appreciate you for always being here with me so we can get things yeah. done for the real estate market and for, especially for our service members. Yeah, thank you, Craig. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for the at Coastal team for, you know, uh, giving us a spot to film this. Thank you, Craig. Okay, so let's uh, <laughs> before we get up out of here, let's give uh, let's get the people uh, a way of getting in contact with you. What, what can they follow you at? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Oscar the Loan Officer, even on TikTok. I don't post much on TikTok though, so I got I got to start doing that. 
or on Facebook, Oscar Avila. <laughs> he got to step his TikTok game up, yeah. but we'll work on that as we keep uh, keep on provi- providing more content and more informational uh, pieces like this. Hey, once again, I'm your host, Craig Houston. Hey, man, this has been the Moving in Our Folk podcast, and hey, we'll catch you in the next episode. Y'all be safe. Peace.